Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to answer some more of the questions posted on YouTube. And I think you'll find some of these interesting and helpful. And there's a variety of different questions that I answer each week that are posted on YouTube. And I can only give a short one sentence or maybe two sentence answer. And here I'll unpack these questions and answers in more detail. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So I'll start with this one here. And this was posted on a video that I filmed for the Pentair Great White and Dorado Cleaner. They're both the same cleaner, by the way, with a different shell, and they sell them at different outlets. But essentially, they're the same cleaner. They're actually an underrated cleaner. I think they work really well. They kind of oscillate on the bottom of the pool or bounce, and they have brushes. They're probably the ugliest cleaner out there, but they are effective. And this person had this question. She goes, thanks for the video. My problem is that the cleaner gets stuck on the main drain. This is becoming more and more of a problem with automatic suction cleaners. Since the invention of the anti-vortex the main drains, the anti-entrapment drains. They're these larger main drains. They kind of look like a kind of a vegetable strainer or a you know salad strainer upside down on the bottom of the pool. They're pretty gigantic. You could probably wear one as a hat or I should say helmet and it wouldn't fit your head properly because they're gigantic. So the problem with these larger main drains is that automatic cleaners, the suction cleaners in particular, get stuck on them, get hung up on them because they're so big. They're not really designed to navigate these kind of drains when they were invented. They're more for the flat type drains that are on the bottom of the pools. And so with the advent of these new drains, the cleaners do have problems. And the Great White and Dorado are not an exception. Navigators, Hayward Navigators get stuck on them. A lot of the pool cleaner by Hayward gets stuck on them also. The Pentair Rebel. So a lot of cleaners do get hung up on them. Now, the only cleaner that I know of that does not get hung up on the main drains, these anti-vortex main drains, is the uh, Polaris Atlas XT, Polaris Max, and the Zodiac MX-8, MX-8 Elite. Because the, those cleaners have a gigantic wingspan, they just have a very wide cleaning path, and so they're not going to get hung up on these main drains or any main drain, in fact. So the option is, of course, to sell your existing cleaner, and then replace it with one of these cleaners that is much wider, which is the only one that I know of, again, that you're not going to have any problems with, is a new Polaris Max or Atlas, or the older Zodiac MX-8, MX-8 Elite. They have no problem with these main drains. So it's an unfortunate problem with suction cleaners. You can, of course, go to a robotic pool cleaner, but then you're going into a whole different category of cleaner. So if you wanted to stick with a suction cleaner, that would be my recommendation for you. There's no other alternative except replacing the cleaner if it gets hung up on the main drain. And on a good note, a lot of builders in California and Florida aren't putting main drains in pools anymore. They're putting them on the side of the pool 
because the laws changed, I think in California about five or six years ago, where it doesn't require a main drain on the bottom, which it's good because they're nothing but a hassle. They get clogged up with debris and, you know, they they hang up on the cleaners. And there's always the danger of entrapment with the main drain if the suction is onto the main drain with a child on the bottom of the pool. So definitely not having a main drain, I think, is smarter and it's something that a lot of builders are moving away from here in California, at least. Here's one that was posted in a filter cleaning video. And it says, where can I get a tool for the drain plug like that? And this is where I was using the button hook. And it's a multi-torque tool. And so to make the answer easy, you can get it at multi-torque.com. Multi-torque.com. And this is one of the tools that they make. And it's called the button hook. It's great for the... Pentair Cleaning Clear Plus filters, and it's also great for other filters because there's different angles to this particular drain plug remover. It's made out of anodized aluminum. It's a great product, so I highly recommend getting the button hook, especially if you do service out there and you're looking for an all-purpose drain remover or drain cap remover or drain plug remover. Definitely the button hook is the tool of choice, and you can get it again at multi-torque.com. Here's one that was posted on my acid wash video, and he asked, uh, will this remove rust stains? And an acid wash, in most cases, will remove most stains in the pool. There's no guarantee of the outcome. If the plaster is really old, and if some of the stains have calcium on top of them, it makes it harder for those stains to be removed. So the answer is yes, it can, and yes, it can't. So one of the things that you have to be aware of is if the pool has a lot of calcium buildup over the stains, you're going to have to power sand that pool down. This will add probably five or six hours to the job, but some stains will re- won't be removed unless you remove the calcium on top first. And I guess the big question is how would you know which stains would be removed and which ones wouldn't? You wouldn't know until you drain the pool and start the acid, acid, I don't know why I can't pronounce that, acid wash process, and then you'll know more or less which stains are going to be removed. Sometimes you can pour pure straight acid. I guess it's not pure, it's 31.45%. But you can pour the acid straight onto a stain and kind of scrub it really fast and then hose it off really quick. This is probably going to etch the plaster a little bit. You won't notice it, but it may take some stubborn rust stains off. But again, there's no way to know which stains are going to be removed with an acid wash until you start the process. I wouldn't recommend using straight acid, again, on a lot of the areas of the pool. But if you do need to do a spot on one area where there's like a rust stain that's not coming off, I would say do that. And then if you're finding that a lot of the staining is not being removed by the acid wash, you may want to rub your hand against the surface to feel it, see if it's rough. And if it is kind of rough, then there's probably calcium on top of that stain, and you'll have to power sand it off of there. Once you do that, the acid will take it right off. And again, you're not using straight acid in an acid wash. If you watch my video, you'll see the formula that I have. You're going to mix it and dilute it with some water. But I definitely would refer you to, to one of my acid wash videos to get the proper acid to water mixture and most stains will come off in an acid wash some stains may not come off but eventually you can get them all off in some in most cases by either pouring the acid straight over the spot or sanding it down and then doing a light acid wash over that area or a standard acid wash i should say over that area here's one that was posted on the video where i talk about the leaf canisters thank you for the o-ring tip on the hayward been battling with it for years and went online to find an alternative just saved me money. Now, what they're referring to is that the Hayward W560 and W530 has this O-ring in the actual lid. It's set in there. There's a crevice for the O-ring. 
and you'll put it on there and push down. Over time, the O-ring will expand a little bit, making that lid very difficult to get off. If any of you do pool service, you know that if you had a W560 and you can't get it off, you're like, put your knees against it, you're pulling on it, you're like trying to get that lid off, and sometimes it's nearly impossible to pop that. When you get it off, you're like cheering. But basically, there's an easy trick to this, and that's something that I discovered many, many years ago, and that is to take that O-ring out of the crevice, put it inside where the mesh plastic container is or where the lip of that starts or the mesh bag. And then you simply take the lid without the O-ring and put it on top. And then you tighten that ring up pretty tight. And this will solve that problem of you opening up that lid and not being able to remove the top of it because the O-ring expanded. So again, you simply unscrew the ring, take the lid off, take the O-ring off of the groove in there, put it inside the canister, put the lid on top without the O-ring and tighten that ring up. And this is going to keep that O-ring from stretching. It's going to make that O-ring last longer. It's going to be watertight still, or I should say airtight still, if you tighten that ring strong enough. You may want to start with a new O-ring if the O-ring is worn out, but this will save you a lot of pain getting a hernia, trying to get that lid off when the O-ring expands. And it's a trick that's really effective. Since I'm talking about the Hayward canisters, I'll just briefly say that the W560 has a plastic mesh kind of um, insert. They changed it to black a few years ago, which I hate because now you have to take it out to see if there's any debris in there. I liked it better when it was a light gray color. And this is for pools where you don't have really fine debris. Because if you have fine debris like, like St. Augustine grass or any kind of thinner debris, it'll go right through the canister. So then you want to get the W530, which has a mesh bag, which is much better. And it's the canister of choice for most people because of the mesh bag in there. And that's the difference between the two canisters. The W530 is a larger one with a mesh bag. And the W560 is a smaller one with a plastic insert that can let larger debris through. Here's one that I thought I would answer because I think there's a few false statements in this comment. Considering converting my 10K pullover to reduce maintenance, I live in South Florida and go through a ton of chlorine in the warmer months. So I'm reading up on all of the saltwater systems. It seems like None of the systems, including ones you have reviewed here, are really great or reliable. Why is it such a struggle for these companies to produce something reliable and for a long time? Other pool equipment from makers like Hayward and Jandy can last a very long time. I don't want to buy something that lasts for a year. Seems absurd. Now he's referring to comparing a saltwater system to say maybe a variable speed pump or a filter which does have a very long lifespan. I mean, you're looking at a filter that can last 10 to 15 to 20 years, and a VS pump can last 10 years plus. And the salt cell technically is not one of those things that actually is not manufactured well or is going to have problems, although some do have problems. The main issue with the salt water generator is that the salt cell wears out. It's a consumable part. The plates on there, of course, have an element on there that wears out over time. And they're rated for different hours of usage. So you have some that are rated for 10,000 hours, others for 15 or 20,000 hours. And this means that as you're running your saltwater generator, that's the salt cells are going to start to wear off like anything. And so basically, that's the only part that wears out. And depending on your system, it may wear out in three years or four years or five years. And I wouldn't say that that makes these unreliable the systems themselves are very reliable without any issues. You have a power unit that supplies the power. These have become better and better over the years. Then you have the salt cell that wears out over time. 
So I wouldn't say that a saltwater system can't be made to be reliable or long-lasting. There is a wear part or consumable part on the saltwater generator, and this is not a cheap part. So you figure that you're going to spend anywhere from $500 to $1,000 in some cases to replace that salt cell that's on your system. And that's something to keep in mind when you're going from, say, chlorine to a saltwater generator, that there is an added cost, not just the installation of the saltwater generator or the maintenance of it, but there's also the replacement of the salt cell when it wears off, when it wears out over time. I would say most salt systems are very reliable. However, it does look like they're not because of the wear part of the cell itself. It's not like you're changing out the top of the filter tank or you're changing out the VS pump parts all the time. So I can see how that gives the impression that they're not reliable. It's just that they're a different kind of equipment. And you're really not comparing apples to apples when you compare a saltwater generator with a pump or a filter uh, for that matter. And that's actually a perfect transition for the last question here. And this is on the speed set, Jandy speed set that I I did a podcast with uh, Steve Jones. And it says, uh, I'm going to, I like this. I'm going to sell a lot of these. And I think that Jandy took a long time to come out with this new controller. I think the JEP-R is, you know, to say it nicely, junk. It's not a good controller. And Steve Jones alluded to the fact in the podcast that a lot of builders kind of shied away from Jandy because of not having a good controller. So the speed set definitely sets the bar high for other manufacturers. I I can assume that they're going to start going in that direction. It has a large screen. It has the flywheel, which is a dial that you spin to go through the menus. And I really like the fact that this pump the pump that it comes on is the, well, it comes on different pumps, but the one that most pool pros and consumers are going to gravitate towards is the Flow Pro VS pump. This is the pump that Jandy designed specifically to replace single speed and variable speed pumps out there. Comes at a nice base, so you can kind of set the height for the inlet and outlet nice and easy. And it's one of those things where this pump with the new controller is should be dominating the market because it's such a well-made pump and controller. What I like about the Flow Pro is the fact that it has two auxiliary relays in the back of the pump. And Steve alluded to this, that, you know, the the relays weren't able to be programmed to different speeds. They would come on at the set speed of, I think, 1,800 RPMs for one of them and then 2,100 RPMs for the other one. And now you can change them with the speed set to come on at, at a different speed. So having two auxiliaries eliminates the need for a separate time clock for a, say, cleaner booster pump. And also for a saltwater generator, I think the auxiliary relays are a game changer for just a pad where you have a variable speed pump without automation. Because now there's no need to have an intermatic time clock running everything. You can wire it directly to the back of the pump. Use the speed set controller to control those relays. And you can tell the saltwater generator to come on at 1600 RPMs or 1700 RPMs or 2100 RPMs. And same with the booster pump. So for that, I think that's a great addition. Plus, I'm a big fan of having a controller in the back of the pump. I never like the, you know, going to the wall to mess with the controller or not having a controller at all and having to go into the customer's house to set things. I think you need to have a dedicated controller on the back of the pump. And I think Jandy is moving in a great direction. One thing that I really like about this pump is that it has automation pass-through, which means that there's no need to go to the panel and change it to timeout mode which could lead to problems where you leave it in service mode and you just simply go to the back of the pump. You can stop stop it by hitting stop on the pump 
If it's connected to automation, an automated panel, then you can empty the pump basket or clean the filter and just put it back in the auto mode and it'll communicate back again with the, with the automated system that you turned the back on. So those features, I think, having those built into the pump are really great for the pool pro out there who wants to maybe clean the pump basket or run it in a quick clean mode, a timeout mode for three hours or something like that without having to even mess with the automated panel. You just do everything from the speed set controller on the back of the pump with the automation pass through connected to the speed set controller. So that's a big bonus definitely for that. So keep posting your questions on YouTube. And when I see interesting ones that I want to unpack, I'll do them every week here on the podcast. And I'll be posting these on YouTube also. So you can watch this on YouTube. The quickest way to go to my YouTube channel to post a question on the video is to go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the YouTube icon. That'll take you to my channel. Then you can leave a comment on a video there. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. And if you want to listen to more podcasts, you can also find them on my website. On the banner, there's a a podcast icon also. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.